Intrepid Radio. This is Control. We are go for an on-air check. Control, Intrepid. We copy an on-air check. Intrepid, this is Control. You are go for Intrepid Radio. Cue music and cue talent. Intrepid, you are live in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Intrepid Radio, you are live and the clock is running. are listening to Intrepid Radio, where we spotlight innovators defining the new rules of marketing, business, politics, and life. And now, here's your host, Todd Schnick. Good evening and welcome back to Intrepid Radio. I am your host, Todd Schnick, on this very special evening edition of Intrepid Radio. I'm joined tonight by two guys who are slowly becoming really good friends of mine. And and, uh, and first of all, before I, I formally introduce them, I owe them a, a big apology because uh, they recently came through my, my town of Atlanta and I was, I was out of town myself spending some quality time with my family, which is, I know, something that they would, they would be quietly appreciative of, but uh, it broke my heart that I had a, uh, I had an opportunity to meet them and I could not. But uh, tonight I'm joined by Joshua Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus, who have just put out a new book that we're here to talk about tonight. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, Todd. And, and don't worry, we forgive you for not being there. Family's definitely important. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that. I knew you'd understand. Uh, uh, I have a feeling, though, it won't be too long before our paths cross again, so I'm looking forward to that. Bef- gosh, you know, I, I, I mentioned the book briefly. Uh, before we get into it, though, I'm dying to hear, you, I think you just finished second or maybe the third leg of your minimalist world tour. How are things going on that trip? <laughs> it's uh, the, the cliche ends up being true about the, the teacher learning more than the students. And, uh, you know, we've been to 16 cities so far out of the 33 that we have scheduled. So we just finished up the second leg. And actually, Atlanta was, was one of our favorites. It was really amazing in Atlanta. But every city's been uh, appreciably different than, than the last, and we've learned a whole lot. It's, it took about uh, maybe five weeks, four to five weeks, and we went to 16 different cities and, and, and really just had a great time meeting a lot of our readers uh, people that read our website and ha- have read it for the last year, and then we have this new book that uh, that just came out, and so sort of celebrating that, but really went into this thing with no expectations, and uh, we're enjoying every minute of it. It's been it's been great. Well, I've had the chance to check out some of the photographs that have been taken whilst you guys have been on the road, and and it looks like just a, an amazingly diverse eclectic collection of individuals. I bet that's been a really fascinating element of that trip. Yeah, Todd, definitely. That This is Ryan, by the way. Um, yeah, it, it's been a really diverse group. Uh, we've had everything from <clears throat> some Occupy Tampa people show up to our St. Petersburg meetup <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, you know, to a, a CEO or I'm sorry, an ex-CEO of a you know multi-million dollar corporation um, who actually met us in Atlanta. He uh, you know owned four houses and um, had some recent uh, happenings uh, close to him and his family, and started you know to kind of question some things and came out to see us. So yeah, it's it's been great. You know, it's one thing we have learned for sure is you know it's not 
99% uh, versus the 1% or any, anything like that. I mean, the things that we talk about, it, it's, it can be applicable to anyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm certainly not in your all's class, reach and influence in this movement. But my little social graph knows me to be to be a minimalist and, and believe in those principles. And, and, and I have a different approach to minimalism, which is what I, I want to get into with, when we talk about the book. But I'm, I've been amazed, uh, and I'm sure that you guys get this every day, from the people who I would least expect, who, who privately reach out to me and say, hey, can I, can I buy you a cup of coffee or buy you a drink? Because I want to learn more about this because I, I'm, I'm finding unhappiness and, and dissatisfaction in my life, and, and I, I observe you on the social web, and you just seem so damn happy and content. I, it, maybe it's maybe it's just this practice of minimalism, you know. So uh, it staggers my mind how many people just in my little world are reaching out, just seeking input, and, and I don't know if that's the right advice is is the right word, but looking for a different path, you know. So I I'm really excited about. Uh, about that, and I'm thrilled when someone wants to talk about it because it's 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 forever changed my life and my approach to to not only my life and relationships but my business too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's something that that we have definitely used minimalism. That is, it's something that we have used to help our lives be more meaningful to us. Um, in fact, the book that we just came out with, "Live a Meaningful Life," um, it does a really good job of going over. Um, the five areas that we've kind of um, discovered that if we give our full attention, that you know we live happier lives and, and we relatively uh, live a more uh, meaningful life. And <clears throat> those five things, um, I'm just going to list them out real quick. I won't uh, go into too much detail, but basically we talk about uh, you know focusing on your relationships, focusing on health, focusing on <clears throat> you know pursuing your passions, focusing on uh, growth, and the fifth one is contribution to others in a meaningful way. We kind of go into detail on why those five areas are um, what we've chosen to focus on. And, you know, one thing is, Todd, it, we don't say that what we've done is the right way and that's the only way. It's the way we've done it and it's worked well for us. And, you know, we hope that it helps others. And if it does, great. And if not, that's okay, too. But it's, it's definitely worked for us, for sure. Yeah, well, I, I definitely want to spend some time talking about those about those five uh, issues because I think those are in, in what I what I love about the presentation is that you can those are those are whether you whether you understand that or not, and I suspect guys, and you probably come to realize this through all your interactions with 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 your uh, with your network, is that these are these are these are five very critical elements to a very satisfying life. And I think most people out there aren't able to focus on those because they're not dealing with, they're they're unable to to apply minimalist principles to their life. So I, I do want to spend some time on that. Let, let's 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 get into this book. The book is Minimalism: Live a Meaningful Life. And what I shoot just because you're guests on my show is not why I'm doing this. But I'm going to tell you this is the book about minimalism that I've been looking for because <laughs> well, look, when when we've talked about this before. You're not, I mean, this isn't our first conversation on this show, and, and Josh, you and I had a conversation about, about another book of yours, so we've talked about this stuff before. Minimalism isn't about having six things and eating ramen noodles and, and living in a white loft in Manhattan. I mean, there's so much more to this to this practice and this philosophy than, than having living this austere life with, with no possessions, and I, and I think... 
what I think still confuses far too many people is this notion that you have you have to own less than a hundred things, and you know that's that was a fascinating conversation in its own right. But I think it I think it's almost done some damage to to a lot of people's perceptions of how important this can be mentally, and and it's not about physical possession. So, uh, but you talk a lot about that. I mean, this book's this book's mission is more to talk about that than anything else. Is that a fair assessment? I think so. I think. I think minimalism is sort of the initial bite at the apple, you know, and, and that for us allowed us to remove the clutter. You, you, you talked earlier about finding what was meaningful and a, a reason a lot of people can't find what's meaningful in those five areas that Ryan mentioned took getting rid of a lot of things that were in the way for us. You know, if, if there's a million different in, inputs coming at you every single day, it's pretty hard to focus on what is important. And we found that we were forsaking our closest relationships or our health or whatever else because the physical things were in the way and and, and by paring down and, and gradually over time getting rid of a lot of the stuff that was in the way that wasn't really that important we were able to discover w what was important and, and so while the the minimalist principles were uh, were a great starting point that was that was the first half into discovering a meaningful life for us. And I don't think Ryan and I could have done it without that. I'm not saying it's impossible to do it without minimalism. I'm just saying it made things a whole heck of a lot easier for us. It goes without saying that everybody's going to have their own path and they got to find out their own way on that. And, and that's, and I think that's also a big roadblock is that most people are afraid to pursue that. You know, let's be honest, some of the more popular and, and more well-read minimalist writers out there are, are people who are, such as yourselves, who, who have left high-paying corporate jobs, have given away a lot of possessions, are free to travel and, and, and sit in coffee shops and, and write meaningful work, or, or travel the world like a Chris Gilbo or a Colin Wright, uh, or live with less than 100 things like so many of these guys are writing about. But, but let's be honest, 99.9% .9 of us aren't going to do those kinds of things. We're not going to quit big paying jobs. We're not going to give away a lot of possessions uh, for, for a lot of different reasons. Some legitimate, some because they're, they, they don't truly believe. Can, can you live a minimalist life without doing it the way that you guys and, and other guys have done it? Yeah, I think it's important to note that when Ryan and I started this journey, we both worked 60 to 80 hours a week in the corporate world. And we were able to apply these minimalist principles to our lives to, to still get rid of uh, of life's excess to focus on what was important then and, and I think that changes over time but the 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 important thing to note is that we did it in our regular corporate jobs we did it in our in our home lives while we were working those corporate jobs as well yeah and it's something like Josh was saying it's something we had planned for so we were working our corporate jobs you know we kind of started documenting our journey started to realize that hey wait a second you know people are actually interested in this and um, we kind of saw, you know, a, a path to do something that we were passionate about. And, you know, it took us a lot of little steps to get to where we're at. We certainly aren't recommending that, you know, everyone listening to this should quit their jobs and give away all their possessions. It's not that easy for sure. Yeah. Well, let me ask this question. <laughs> we were talking pre-show, and you guys made a pretty bold statement. You, 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 made the, you made the comment that this book, Minimalism, Live a Meaningful Life, is your finest, most important creation to date, and that it will likely serve as the cornerstone 
to your work for years to come. That's that's pretty that's pretty big big stuff. Why do you feel that way? Yeah, we de we definitely feel good about it. Um, this has been about a year in the making. Um, we started the book right around right around the time when we uh, started documenting the journey, and we actually finished it in April, and we were going to launch it, but it was 350 pages. <laughs> about minimalism, <laughs> you could just, you could taste the irony, right? <laughs> it, it, it was something that we decided to scrap <laughs> and uh, take another stab at and revise and really cut down to the core of what we were trying uh, to uh, tell people about our about, about our journey specifically, and and the result <clears throat> is what we have released is uh, live a meaningful life. So it's yeah, you know, not only has it taken us a year to kind of get to uh, to get the book to its fruition, you know, I, it's some. It's funny. Sometimes you write something, and you read it, and you think, "Oh, this isn't isn't going to get much attention." And sometimes you write it, and you think it's really good. But you know, this is the first thing that I have ever written, or that Josh and I have ever written, that I have been reading and thought to myself, "Wow, I actually want to read more of this." And I know exactly what's coming up. I mean, it's that it's that grabbing. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Like I said, it's it's the minimalist book I've been looking for. I mean. I'll be, look, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I admire all these guys. I'm friends with Colin, and I'm friends with Chris and all that, and I admire the kind of lives they lead, and, and they all have their different missions and different purposes. But the kind of minimalists that I like are the guys like you guys and, and like Josh Becker, who's living a very normal life with a family and children, you know, and it's hard to be minimalist with children. I mean, that, that's what it's all about. You have, you have, it's, a, it's the principle of, of the thing. It's, it's not the actual physical practice of having to get rid of all this clutter. Guys, I, I want to commend you on something else as well. You shared some pretty personal stuff in this book. I, I mean, you talked about some some family some family troubles. You talked about some drug use. You talked about divorce. I mean, you talked about some rough rough subjects. And and I'll and I'll admit to you that uh, that it was it was uh, you know, my own family troubles and 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 a situation that led led to to my divorce where I was I, I initially embraced this, these principles in the first place because I needed my life to be simple. I needed to focus on things that mattered. So. I really, really commend you for sharing some very, very personal stuff. Why, why was that such a necessary part of, of this process? I think you hit the nail on the head. We're no different than anyone else. And we found that our, our story, while you know, there were a lot of things to be proud of in the last 30 years, um, there's a lot of things that we're certainly not proud of. But everyone makes bad decisions. Everyone makes mistakes. Uh, and and we wanted to talk about that as well. We we felt like we needed to be open and honest w with this thing. We couldn't just say, "Look, we got rid of all of our stuff and now we're great." No, it's been quite the journey, and sometimes it's really painful. And we've been through a lot of painful things in our lives, uh, and to get us to the to the point where we are now. But we know a lot of people have been through similar painful things, and and so we really wanted to talk about that and and let people know that no matter what they've gone through, no matter where they are in their lives, it's not too late to live a meaningful life. Yeah, you know, it's, some people get to a place where they feel stuck. <clears throat> and I certainly was there at, at some point. And, you know, I really challenged myself to, uh, to get unstuck. And that's really what I want to encourage other people who uh, may feel stuck, um, may have troubled pasts, may have made some bad decisions. That doesn't mean that they can't get unstuck. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing that's so frustrating is that I think people say my life's too complicated. There's just no way I can do this. 
<laughs> and what I love about this book is is that these are two just very real, like me, ordinary dudes that that just made a made a conscious decision to try something, and and, and anybody can do it. You know, Joshua, I just, I just wanted to also say this to you. Uh, we we had you on this show a while back talking about one of your one of your works of fiction, this falling while sitting down. I, I, I'll be honest with you. Now that I've gotten to know you a little better through this book. I'm looking forward to rereading that one because I think that's going to have some more meaning now that we know a little bit more about your background. <laughs> it's interesting. One of the stories in in that book, in Falling While Sitting Down, is it's it's a fiction book, but one of the stories is somewhat autobiographical. Sure. It's about about a uh, a child growing up in a, a relatively dysfunctional family, and and I think we echo a lot of that in in the new book, you know, about our real lives, the nonfiction version, and we both grew up in fairly dysfunctional households before the term dysfunctional was cool right <laughs> right i got it well let's let's wrap up by kind of talking for a few minutes about brian what you had mentioned earlier in, in the show uh this ability now to focus on things like health relationships passions growth and, and contribution let's let's talk speak more about those things in a little bit more depth sure so you know for me what it means and uh what i've worked on is you know focusing on the things that are important, the things that are going to add value to my life. What we find ourselves doing sometimes is getting into a routine, uh, getting into a certain circumstance where maybe we think it's going to be temporary and that we'll you know get out. Or um, I know with me it was it was my job particularly, and again not everyone's in the situation, but you know it got to the point where. I was working 60 hour weeks and then it was, okay, you know, this is good. This is good for my career. It'll advance me. And then it was, okay, now you got to work 70 hour weeks. Okay. It's, you know, that's okay. I can just, you know, push a couple, uh, things off to the side, make some more time. And then, you know, it would turn into, you know, 75, 80 hour work weeks sometimes. And, you know, we start forsaking the things that are most important to us and the things that give us lasting happiness and give us uh, fulfillment. And that comes down to uh, your relationships. Well, for me, it was family. I would, uh, you know, forsake uh, my people closest to me, uh, some of my friends. Um, you know, just see them, you know, every every couple of uh, every couple months. My mom, she lived twenty minutes away. I saw her maybe once every three months. And <clears throat> you know, you just kind of put a lot of things on hold that you know that I necess that you necessarily shouldn't have. Um, especially with my health, uh, you know, it starts to become easy uh, to just grab a bite to eat, go through the drive-through, or um, you know, just make unhealthy choices. It seems like all the unhealthy food is the uh, food that's the cheapest, and that's on sale at the grocery store, and that you have the easiest access to. Right? Yeah, that too. Yeah. And I think I think also we talk about a lot about how this stuff worked in our lives, how how we were able to make make subtle changes initially, but changes that, that made a remarkable difference over a year to two year period in our lives uh, in, in all five of those areas. So whether it's health, I mean, I used to be incredibly out of shape. I, I weighed 70 pounds more than I do now. Uh, I didn't exercise. I ate like crap. With our relationships, I didn't spend the time with the people that I needed to spend the most time with, the, my loved ones, people who were closest to me. Pursuing my passion was something I didn't do for the longest time. I, I've wanted to be a fiction writer since I was 22, and I didn't hate my job. In fact, I liked my job, and I was really, really good at it, but I wasn't passionate about it. And, and so I, I wasn't pursuing what I was passionate about because I, I wanted to stay 
somewhere where I could make a paycheck uh, that would buy me stuff I didn't need. And uh, the last two areas that we talk about were the growth and contribution. So personal growth, you know, if, if you're not growing, you're dying. That old Zen maxim happens to hold true, and, and you feel it. If you are stagnant or if you are atrophying, then it certainly doesn't feel good. But if you're constantly making daily improvements, very small daily improvements, we sort of outline how we did that in our lives to constantly improve and continue to grow. And, and the last area for us was contribution, being able to contribute beyond ourselves and contribute to other people in a meaningful way. And, and there's a few ways to do that. Uh, we've been really involved in the local community here in, in Dayton, Ohio, but also involved now in 151 countries where thankfully people are willing to read our stuff. So it, the, the old apothem of giving is living seems to work uh, every single time. It's, it is the honest truth. It's one of the meanings of life is, is contributing beyond ourselves. Well, we could sit here and if we had an hour show, we could, just, we could probably make the argument that each of the five is the most important. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, I, I think the contribution is is the most personally satisfying, and and I suspect the majority of the people out there aren't doing anything to contribute. And they, and we can define what that really means in a lot of different ways, and it means something different to everybody. And, and there's no wrong, really wrong answer on that. Writing a blog and, and sharing what you know with an audience is is contribution, in my opinion. But if you're working 80 hours a week, you can't exercise. If you're working 80 hours a week, you can't spend time with your loved ones. If 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 you're working 80 hours a week, you can't you 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 can't spend time doing the things that you're truly passionate about, you know, and and, and you know, so on and so forth. Growth and contribution. I mean, it, it's you know, I, hell, I'm working I'm working a lot of hours a week, but I'm but I'm now doing something that I love. I'm now doing something that means something to me. I'm doing it from my home office where my loved one sits across the table from me, and we do a lot of the work together. I mean, it's a great life, you know, and it's and it's satisfying, and you know, we run together. Uh, and we and we and we scheme about how we can do some different work projects together. I mean, it's it's it's. I, I just can't stress enough to the audience how vital these five elements. I, I, that's I'm I'm not bullshitting you when I tell you that this book is is the book that I've been looking for because these are the five secrets to just pure joy and happiness. Are they not? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's funny you mentioned uh, how you know you said you're still working a lot, but you're doing what you love. I feel the same exact way. Um, I'm not putting quite 80 hours in each week, but it's still, you know, really hard work. But it's meaningful. It's it's uh, it's completely different. I think when people are, you know, working for income, it's either a job, a career, or it's their mission. You know, a job is just something you go to nine to five, pay the bills. Uh, career, which can actually be a little dangerous because you know there's a, there's a road, there's a path, there's a there's a goal, right? Um, and people uh, kind of get stuck there. But then, you know, when you're doing your mission and when you're pursuing your passion, uh, that's that's really when you get the real reward out of it, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, uh, we're about out of time. Two things. One, just again, want to thank you for putting out this work uh, because I think I think this is the kind of these guys I mentioned here and locally that have reached out to me to to uh, get some advice and counsel on, on how to apply these things to make their lives better. This is the kind of, this is the thing I'm going to, I'm going to send them. So thank you for that too. Joshua, how in the hell are you going to go four months without a cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's, it's two months. So, so oh, okay. Uh, it, even that has been difficult. I'm four days into this little experiment and uh, bear in mind, uh, I'm 30 now. When I 
turned 18, I, I entered an industry where I had a cell phone on my hip 24 hours a day, and, and it became an appendage. So it's, uh, it's been an interesting learning process four days in. Uh, the short answer is I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. There are billions of people around the world that don't have a cell phone. I'm sure I can get by uh, for two months. But I, I like testing myself, seeing what things will do to my psyche, and, and learning lessons about myself. It's that whole growth thing, right? right. Sometimes you grow by, by removing things from your life. It's an interesting concept. Yeah. Well, I'm not asking because I think you're whacked. I'm asking because I think because I'm, because I'm jealous. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, I don't know if I have the, the courage to do that just yet, but maybe we'll get to down the road. Gentlemen, as always, it was really great to spend some time with you. Again, I want to thank Joshua Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus for spending some time with us. Thanks, thanks guys. Thank you, Todd. All right. Well, that wraps this episode. On behalf of Joshua Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus, I'm Todd Schnick. We'll see you next time on Intrepid Radio. Mm-hmm.